This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This virus was immediately the most infectious virus, not the most, I think probably right behind measles, virus that we've ever seen infect man. So I immediately said, wait a second, this isn't natural. And then you learn that the new COVID, which came from bats, now can hardly replicate in bats. That's Dr. Robert Redfield, former CDC director. The Republicans are having their hearings around the origin of COVID as we try to figure out where it came from in the lab and natural and all that sort of stuff. Um, uh, let's hear a little more in the questioning on that clip 30, Michael. On February 1st, uh, Farrar convened a meeting of a group of 11 top scientists across five time zones and asked Dr. Fauci to join, and he wrote, quote, my preference is to keep this group really tight. Obviously, ask everyone to treat in total confidence, unquote. Dr. Redfield, you were excluded from this call. I felt it was um, not scientifically plausible that this virus went from a bat to humans and became one of the most infectious viruses that we have for humans. Why do you think you were excluded from those calls? I, I, because it was, I was told to me that uh, they wanted a single narrative and that I obviously had a different point of view. This was a narrative that was decided that they were going to say this came from the wet market and they were going to do everything they could to support it to negate any discussion about the possibility that this came from a lab. Once again, are we going to learn anything? Did we learn anything about the new information about our withdrawal from Afghanistan? Are we going to learn anything from finding out that not allowing different opinions to bubble up is a bad idea. Can you imagine if you raised a child specifically with the intent to make sure they never learned from their mistakes? <laughs> wow. I mean, that would be a bizarre... I should write that uh, dystopian novel. That would be a bizarre and horrible 
thing to do to a child. But that's our system. And, you know, if you're going to go Occam's razor again, like, you know, what's the most likely? The most likely thing is here, Dr. Fauci had a reason to, to have everybody off the trail of this coming out of that lab. And yeah. so wouldn't allow any other appointment, because otherwise, why would he care? Why would he pick a side at all? Yeah, exactly. All he would want to know as a scientist is, where'd this come from? What's the best way to combat it? Yeah, yeah, indeed. Not from, Before, like, day one, picking a story and not allowing any other versions of the story to be heard. Before we uh, get to the New York Times, oh, so cute uh, story that says essentially, so you remember when the lab leak theory was kind of sort of discouraged? Well, maybe it's right. So let's talk about it a little bit. I want to hit you with just a, a quick quote from Matt Taibbi's testimony before Congress talking about the Twitter files. And uh, maybe we can hit more of it next week because it's absolutely brilliant writing. But he said this. This is why anti-disinformation just doesn't work. Any experienced journalist knows experts are often initially wrong, and sometimes they even lie. In fact, when elite opinion is too much in sync, this itself can be a red flag. We just saw this with the COVID lab leak theory. Many of the institutions we're now investigating initially labeled the idea that COVID came from a lab, quote, disinformation and conspiracy theory. Now apparently even the FBI takes it seriously. It's not possible to instantly arrive at truth. It is, however, becoming technologically possible to instantly define and enforce a political consensus online, which I believe is what we're looking at. This is a grave threat to people of all political persuasions. Which is terrific. Yeah. Moving along. The New York Times, an animal or lab. A new House committee investigating the origins of COVID opened its first public hearing, blah, 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 with plenty of political theater. Republicans accused Dr. Anthony Fauci of covering up viruses' origins, and Democrats criticized those claims as biased or unsubstantiated. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So saying that a man who had a vested interest, an undeniable vested interest in not being nailed for financing dangerous research in the lab, saying that he may have covered it up as political theater. That is a great example of kind of a casual bias. Before they tell you what was claimed, they label it political theater. But lawmakers displayed bipartisan agreement on one point. The virus really may have come from a laboratory in China. You know, I wish German Lopez, which is the uh, curiously named gent who wrote this, I wish we could drag him in here, uh, subpoena him, and force him to testify. Dude. Goose step him in here in his sombrero? <laughs> his name is German Lopez, you see. Anyway, you said in a single short paragraph that lawmakers on both sides of the aisle agreed that the virus really may have come from a laboratory in China. You, in a moment or two, will state that, yeah, that was <laughs> like not even uh, to be spoken of not too long ago. And people are saying the reason it was forbidden to be spoken of was because Anthony Fauci was pushing hard that that couldn't possibly be the case. How, sir, can you, who are obviously of above average intelligence, judging by your job, how can you not see the disconnect, the dissonance there? Why was Fauci pushing one point of view and forbidding consideration of the other? 
people who say, why was Fauci pushing one point of view and forbidding consideration of the other think maybe it was to protect himself and you label that political theater? What is your story, dude? Right. Yeah. Jeez Louise. Quasi Pull up your fooling. leader hosen, get on your burrow, and get out of okay, here. Okay, I, t- I don't think that's helping at all. all right. Representative Quasi Fumi, Democrat of Maryland, said, quote, whether it was a lab leak or infection through animals, I think we've got to pursue both of those paths if we're ever get to the truth, ever going to get to the truth. Says the New York Times, such agreement may have been surprising not long ago. From the start of the pandemic, the idea of lab leak was fraught. Some scientists treated it as an outright conspiracy theory. Again, German, why? Why would do they do that? You're a flipping journalist. I almost unleashed an F-bomb. You're a <laughs> gall-darn journalist. Don't you ever ask why people behave in a way that can't easily be explained? Jeez Louise. Many Democratic politicians, journalists, and others instead embrace the explanation that the virus jumped from animals to humans. Why would they do that, sir? Now, the FBI and the Energy Department, which employs leading U.S. scientists, say the lab is the likely origin, but they remain uncertain, etc., etc. Today's newsletter will explain the debate over the theory and why it matters. Of course, we've discussed the debate over the theory and why it matters at length. I just think it is. uh, This is a great example of how people act when they've done something indefensible which is join in the quashing of even inquiring whether the Communist Party of China was responsible for unleashing the coronavirus on the world. Dude, you suck. You, you, you know, yeah, I think we've all done it. We can't face the truth, so we don't face the truth. Mm. How about this? Let me throw in a little more. Why the lab leak skepticism? So finally, he does kind of ask why. Some scientists who initially dismissed the lab leak based their views on earlier incomplete evidence. Like letters sponsored by Dr. Fauci from 50 eminent scientists telling them they ought to. At first, experts embraced the animal market explanation because some of the first confirmed cases were linked to the market. Because they were linked to the market by whom? In what way? How solid was the evidence? Right. But researchers later discovered that the virus may have been spreading weeks earlier, and it is not clear that those cases were linked to the market. Typical human bias probably played a role in the skepticism, too. Tim Trevon, founder of the safety consulting company Chrome BioRisk Management, wrote in the Wall Street Journal, quote, scientists are human and science has become a vested interest industry. Wow. Finally, just glimmers of honesty. Well, like I said, the question is, do we uh, do we get any better for the next thing that comes along? Be willing I wonder if the same human impulses are going to be there. Yeah, but you won't have Trump on the scene, probably. That was a center of gravity like no other. Yeah, well, yeah, that's, that's the explanation behind so many of the, the questions I was shouting at the poor man in absentia. Uh, so I, I clicked over to this Wall Street uh, Journal article by Tim Trevan and um, just to, just scanning it very quickly. It's so interesting. Um, he talks into the many re- he, he goes into the many reasons why scientists and science can get things wrong. Imperfect data moving quickly, and then the uh, 
Science has become a vested interest industry. I'm unaware of any study or what factors affected experts thinking in this specific case, but we know from social psychology and management sciences that various human performance factors play on people's actions. Uh, Dissonance. Everyone's the hero of his own story. Scientists and public health officials entered their careers to do good. The idea that good people diligently doing good might create bad outcomes creates a tension that the human brain abhors, and denial is a psychological defense. Wow, that's interesting. Social proof. Scientists can't be experts in everything or even in all aspects of our immediate discipline. When something new crops up, we look to those we think are better informed to help us form our views and reinforce them. I don't know. Plus, there is a tendency to, well, now, who has the time? There's a tendency to settle on an established view. When that happens, it is hard to go against the orthodoxy. Then he goes into confirmation bias, in-group and out-group dynamics. You don't want to be seen as a rogue scientist, partly because you won't get any funding. So you rush to line yourself up with the mainstream. This is really good writing. Yeah, that's some good stuff right there. And again, are we going to learn anything from it? Somehow we got on the topic earlier about uh, people that are married that have like way different political views and how they get along. We got a text from somebody who's one of them's way woke and the other one's the other direction and how they make it work. Kind of interesting, mm. yeah. I thought. Uh, also, if you haven't heard a U.S. senator questioning the Teamster president, that is quite the conversation. Sounds like something out of a movie. All on the way. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. So I just came across this. Um, I know I know how Joe will react to it. This is a New York Uh-oh. Post 
New York Am I po- that predictable? <laughs> a New York Post headline, Garbage Dad's Cruel Prank on Daughter Has Internet Furious. Oh, boy. I think the phrase internet makes the made, has the internet furious or made Twitter mad or whatever is got to be banned from the English language. As you always say, the, the internet woke up furious. <laughs> yeah. Cute three-year-old singing the national anthem has the internet angry. And speaking, Twitter claps back at seven-year-old child playing guitar. Just shut up. And speaking of the angry <laughs> internet, which is bringing me to our ultimate point of this little segment here, is uh, the glee slash anger uh, around Senator Mitch McConnell falling at a restaurant last night. So he fell at a restaurant. He's in the hospital, and there are no details, which I think Joe's right. You might speculate is pretty bad based on that, because i got to think if it was just... He sprained his ankle. They would put that out right away. I can't think of any reason if it was minor, they wouldn't say so. Wow. Anyway, so uh, somebody, and this is a history teacher of some sort with 28,000 followers, so they must be something because that's quite a few followers. Folks, this is no laughing matter. To his age, a fall could lead to a broken hip, major surgery, even death. Be sure to have some champagne in the fridge just in case. So there's somebody rooting for the death of Mitch McConnell. Clapping back at the clap back. Uh, and, um, you know, the neighbor of mine, nice fella did that very thing and they got a blood clot and it almost killed him. He's back in the hospital. But so you're rooting for the death of somebody from the other party because, and then I was reading some of the other comments on here from various people, including people that have lots and lots of followers that well, as evil as the Republicans are, it would only be good if he died, you know, that sort of stuff and back and forth and back and forth. So. Um, that's where we are with our politics, which makes it interesting to me that you could have couples that could be together and make it work when their politics are different. Since we've seen these polls that you would not want your son or daughter to marry somebody from the other party, or you would not want your neighbor to be from the other party or anything like that. Sorts of things that we used to never even consider in this country. Yeah. Yeah. Got an email from uh, a fella who he and his wife are are, are very misaligned, politically speaking, but uh, he says, I love her, and despite our political oppositions, we work well together. The email was actually really interesting. She's taking classes on how to write diversity statements, and even though she's down with the woke thing, she knows uh, the game is rigged. Like most communist dialectic, the point is not that you actually believe this garbage, but whether you can uh, repeat the dogma correctly. But uh, they get along. But I wondered, how, how, how do they do that? I don't doubt that they do, but I just wondered, do you just not talk about politics? Is that the way you, you do it? Yeah, I'd imagine. And we we got this text. Uh, I've been listening to you guys since you were on TV. Oh, cool. Good thing we were younger then. Boy, now, Mm -hmm. you don't want to do a a, a pullback shot. Well, no, you'd have to have the cameras so out of focus, it looked like something's (laughs) wrong with your TV. (laughs) Anyway, she said... Like you're shooting through water. (laughs) (laughs) She said, uh, my husband and I are in the same situation as those people Joe just mentioned. He's woke, and I'm from the right. Here's how we handle it. We don't talk about it. And because I know he will never change my mind and I won't change his. I know what I believe and no one will ever convince me the left is correct. Also, my life and the people I love are more important to me than the heated debate. My life goes on, blah, blah, blah. So what I find interesting about that is um, if we believe the other person's politics are so wrong and, and dangerous and blah, 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 but that you can live your life and get along together. I understand them not talking politics, but I feel like we're under the assumption that our worldviews are so different, you just couldn't, like, even cohabitate. 
You know what I mean? You just couldn't function. Yeah. You couldn't. How would you raise kids? How would you decide where to go on vacation? How would you decide whatever? Because we're so far apart. We just see the world so differently. And that must not be the case, at least for these people. No, you know, I've never lived that reality, so I don't know. I'm just thinking various questions of child rearing and family finance and that sort of thing. I could see finding middle ground, but I would think there would be some areas where you're, where you would be wildly different. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, an issue come up with school and they think one way and you think completely the other way about how it would be. I don't know. Uh, good for you. That's fantastic. Hmm. I, I can understand why you wouldn't just sit there and argue over the particular issues because, no, you're not going to probably change each other's minds. No, although when my kid's being caught, uh, taught queer theory in third grade, I'm going nuts. Right. And if my wife is woke and she's, like, volunteering to help teach it, that could cause a little tension. God, I would say so. Speaking of tension... How about this senator who was quizzing the Teamsters Union president? Have you heard this? <laughs> wow, this is pretty tense. Armstrong and Getty. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. In this corner, the senator from Oklahoma, Senator Mullen. In this corner, the president of the Teamsters Union, which is its own interesting story, O'Brien. So here's something. We, we talked about this earlier, and uh, here's something we didn't know at the time. I think this helps to know this. Senator Mullen was an MMA fighter, so that, I think that, that, that adds a little more to it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does. So what you got here is you got this senator. Uh, they're doing a hearing yesterday and uh, talking to uh, t- the president of the Teamsters Unions and the senator who started his own business from scratch and grew it from a couple of employees to, I think, 300 employees. And um, and uh, there had been attempts for the unions to come in from the outside and try to get his employees to unionize. And so he, he didn't like that. 
and he didn't think it was good for the employees. So he was quizzing the Teamsters um, president about this, and uh, well, well, we'll start there. I started with nothing, absolutely nothing. In fact, I started below nothing. And I started growing this little plumbing company with six employees to now we have over 300 employees. And back in 2009, you guys tried to unionize me. My guys were making money. They were getting paid more than the union halls were paying their plumbers. Our benefits were better. But because we started bidding jobs that were union jobs and winning those, union pipe fitters decided they were going to come after us. They would show up at my house. They'd be leaning up against my trucks. I'm not afraid of a physical confrontation. In fact, sometimes I look forward to it. I'm, that's not my problem. But when you're doing that to my employees, and then when, they, when that didn't work, they started picketing our job site, saying, shame on Mullen. Shame on Mullen. For what? For what? Because we were paying higher wages? Because we had better benefits and we wasn't requiring them to pay your guys' absorbent salaries? So you've heard from the senator. Now we're going to hear from the senator and the Teamsters Union president. So I say, I say one thing to you. What do you bring for that salary? What do I bring? Yeah, what, do you, what, do you, what job have you committed or have you, have you uh, uh, started? What job have you created? One job other than sucking the paycheck out of some other body, somebody else that you want to say that you're trying to provide because you're forcing them to pay dues? And no, then, we don't force them. Senator, you've asked the you're question. You're out of line. Let him answer Actually, the I question. Actually, I haven't. Don't tell me I'm out of line. You are of line. Don't tell me I'm out of line. Well, you, you, you frame, yeah, don't tell me. I'm making a statement. You frame the statement. You need to shut your guy. mouth yeah. because you don't know you're what you're talking about. You're going to tell me to shut my mouth? Yes, I did. Hold it. Hold it. Tough guy. I'm not afraid of physical. Senator, hold it. But don't sit there and tell me I'm out of line. Senator. You made a statement. You asked the question. I didn't ask the question. You did it. You did. I answered question. the question. You asked the question. God, how well, much it was money rhetorical. Let him answer. It was, it was a rhetorical let, Well, question. you may think it's rhetorical. It Sounded was rhetorical. to me like a question. Let him answer the question. I'm not yielding my time to him. So if you're going to let me keep my time, that's fine. You'll have your time. Let him. You ask your a question. question. He has so, a right to answer that. So the <laughs> Teamsters Union president sounds like... If you're going to cast a Teamsters Union president in a sitcom, <laughs> oh, you gonna tell me to shut my mouth? Oh, tough guy, huh? Huh? You're a tough guy. <laughs> oh, you like wow. physical confrontation, do you? Yeah. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. So uh, this uh, uh, Mullen, Senator uh, Mark Wayne Mullen, he said uh, Teamsters tried to intimidate us physically. I'm not intimidated. Teamster president comes back with you're not intimidated, huh? Okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> in the U.S. Senate. I got to admit, I'm going to be shocked if there, there isn't going to be some sort of physical dust-up with the Senator Mullen and some union guys. I wonder. I hope not. I hope not either. But uh, it rolls on. I go back to the whole fact that, sir, you haven't created a job. We haven't? You haven't been there. You haven't. Sure we have. You haven't. Sure we have. Tell me one job that you created. What are, what are you talking about? Be specific. You're an what employer? No, we're not an employer. people? No, but... You know, it's funny. So, no, then, we, we create, then, then, we create opportunity. Jobs. We create opportunity because we, Sir, hold, that's, that's we not, hold greedy CEOs like yourself not, accountable. You call me a greedy CEO. Oh, yeah, you are. You want to attack my salary, I'll attack yours. You're, what did you ahead. make? What did you make when you owned your company? When I made my company, I kept my salary down at about uh, 50000 a year because I invested every penny into it. Okay. All right. You mean you hid money? 
No, I didn't hide. Oh, oh. hold on a second. Okay, cut. He said that's out of line. You said right, I was out we're line. We're even. We're, he's, even. He's, we're not even. We're not even close to being even. How about that? I got, this is the third time I've heard it, and I think I'm more shocked by it than I was the first time I heard it. Wow. That is some uh, bare-knuckle stuff, maybe literally at some point, bare-knuckle stuff right there. Oh, you skimmed, Mark Wayne huh? Mullins, 3-0, and is a professional MMA fighter, by the way. So you skimmed the money, huh? So you kept on... What? Where did that come from? <laughs> from a guy who knows something about the topic. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No, you're a tough guy, huh? You're a tough guy, not afraid of physical... Con- uh, oh, man. Okay, and one more. You think you're smart? You think you're funny? No, you're, you're not. You think you're funny. No, I never said. I, did I smile? You frame. You frame your opening. Hold on, hold on. Let's. You frame your opening statement. Saying you're a senator. Continue, senator. Please continue your statements. But sir, this is. I think. I think it's great that you're doing this because this shows their behavior on how they try to come in and demonize a show. No, and they say about intimidation, and it's not about intimidation. They show your behavior. Stay on the issue, please. The issue is if you're really for the employee. Then why are you against right to work? Why are you against private ballots? If you're really about the employee, let the employee make the choice. Oh, you think you're funny, huh? Bernard Sanders was the old fella trying desperately to bring some order back and to make sure that that nobody actually landed a blow on his union, buddy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought that was something. Wow, I would... You're a tough guy, eh? Huh? You think you're tough? You know... I was about to say you would think you wouldn't want the guy that's the face of the Teamsters Union to sound like if Martin Scorsese was trying to cast a mobbed-up union guy. I mean, mm-hmm. he might not be, but he, he's he got the tone, the stereotypical tone. Oh, you're a tough guy, huh? I thought he was going to say forget about it at some point. <laughs> right. <laughs> Talk about the ZD. <laughs> Make a gesture to Polly Walnuts out in the uh, the gallery. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then I, but then I thought, you know, they don't, at least so far in, in uh, modern history, they haven't had to care. Remember that longshoreman thing we played years ago where that guy just, he was just out and out, you know, cussing at the reporter because they're so powerful. They don't have to care. Right. Right. The PR doesn't enter into it. Right. Huh. I wonder if that'll get any more attention. You'd think it would just because it's so, you know, dramatic and, and there's hostility. It's a fight. The, uh, you know, as John Stewart once famously said, the true bias of the media is toward uh, conflict. Well, OK, you know, a, a better question might have been um, and uh, maybe he asked this, but I, I didn't hear it from the senator. Why were those guys leaning against my trucks when I got up in the morning and went out to work? What was that for? What was what was the message? What was the point of that? Right. And if he had stuck with the whole, why are you against right to work? Why are you against secret ballots? Hang in there and ask those questions, get answers. And, you know, because the personal beef part of it took up most of his time, honestly. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I don't think that was the best way to approach it. It was entertaining as hell. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Isn't that something? They send guys to your house to lean up against your trucks when you come out in the morning. In your driveway. In your driveway. Yeah. Well, of course, the union boss would have said, I don't know why they're there. I wasn't there. What message were they trying to send? I don't know. It's not their first rodeo. Right. 
That's something. That is something. <laughs> Bernie. Ancient Bernie there. Oh, and you got to see. Uh, you're out of order. Bernard Sanders. It's better um, It's better to see the video. Maybe we can post that video, Hanson, that uh, we, we took from the Washington Post. Because that union guy, I mean, he's got the, his head's kind of bouncing. He's got a smile on his face. Oh, you're a tough guy, huh? I mean, it's just, it's like, is wow. this real? Wow. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it was actually the way the hearing went. Yeah. I would think you'd downplay that. But then again, like I just said, they don't have to care. They're not worried about how it looks. In fact, they want it to look that way because that's what they are. (laughs) I remember. uh, Yeah, that's true. I remember early on in Trump's campaign back in the day. Uh, where where uh, there was a short-lived narrative that uh, Trump actually did business with some entities that were uh, affiliated with the mafia. And Trump's people's response was, he's a contractor in New York. He does construction in New York. And everybody in New York's like, yeah, yeah, maybe that's, that's enough of that conversation there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did you ever watch The Sopranos? Yeah, based on a true story. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Um, I found wow. that very entertaining. Uh, we'll finish strong next. Armstrong and Getty. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, Hey, I saw a new survey that said the top reasons guests would leave a hotel room they already paid for are bed bugs, a bad smell, and finding a camera. What? Motel 6 heard was like, hey, three for three, we got hotel bingo. All right. Finding a camera? Has that ever happened? Uh, Let's try a different Fallon joke. More than 300 people just got sick on a princess cruise ship. Meanwhile, Carnival is like, 300? That is so last year. (laughs) 
Source of the outbreak hasn't been confirmed, but when the news broke, uh, the sushi buffet grew legs and moonwalked out of the room. <laughs> I, uh, I would not want to be on one of those cruises where some sort of virus is going around and everybody's throwing up. Oh, my God. So one more thing on the conversation back and forth between Senator Mullen and O'Brien, who was the Teamster Union president. Apparently, the spat continued after the hearing ran out of time on Twitter to a certain extent, at which point the Teamster's Twitter account tweeted out a reminder to Senator Mullen whose net worth, by the way, is over $30 million. So uh, uh, apparently uh, Mr. Mullen, who grew his business from a couple of employees uh, and taken a hardly any salary at all, has done pretty well for himself. But I'm not somebody who thinks that the fact that you've been successful means you automatically cheated the system. But anyway, back to the tweet from the uh, the, uh, the Teamsters. A reminder to Senator Mullen and to all the greedy CEOs and their mouthpieces in Congress, you come after labor, we come after you. Well, that doesn't sound like a threat at all. Like I said before, I don't think this story is over. Another story that's not over is what happened to Senator Mitch McConnell, Republican leader in the Senate at the restaurant last night, Uh, Here's the latest I just saw. One senator told NBC News on Thursday that they have been in touch with McConnell, with a McConnell family member. Uh, Senator said he's going to be okay. Okay. Um, McConnell fell at a restaurant last night at a hotel and ended up in the hospital, and there have been no details so far, which I think Joe is right in speculating that it must be kind of bad-ish, at least, or they were worried Because otherwise, you would immediately put out a press release saying, yeah, he twisted his knee, he's going to be on crutches for six weeks, but otherwise he's fine. The fact that 18 hours later, we don't have any, really any information is a little weird. So going to be following that story through the day. What was one more thing that I wanted to get out? Oh, yeah. So uh, in real life, people continue to mention to me that they saw or just recently saw the Chris Rock special on Netflix from Saturday night which I, uh, I enjoyed his uh, taking on the world of woke and a variety of things. But he did the last 10 minutes or so on the fact that Will Smith slapped him at the Oscars last year. And so far, Chris Rock had not said anything. And he uh, saved it up for this Netflix special. And I thought that was pretty good and pretty devastating to Will Smith, I also thought. Anyway, New York Post out with a story today. Will Smith embarrassed and hurt over Chris Rock's comments in the Netflix special. Oh! Uh, Jonah Goldberg tweeting out, yeah, a great way to avoid getting hurt or embarrassed is not to slap a world-renowned stand-up comedy uh, comic on live TV. I would agree. I thought that was pretty devastating comedic assault on Will Smith, who I know I will never see the same way for the rest of my life, and neither will my kids or probably most anybody else. Tomorrow on the Armstrong and Getty Show, I'm hoping we're going to talk to Mike Lyons. Because I want to talk a little bit about what's going on in Ukraine, obviously. That's the main reason we've had him on for the last year or so. I was just looking at this picture. You've probably seen lots of pictures like this where they do a before and after. Here's Mariupol, city in Ukraine, a year ago and today. And it's just absolutely freaking amazing. A year ago, it looked like that could be that could be San Diego, that could be Omaha, that could be any 
small, medium, large city anywhere in America. Beautiful landscaping vehicles parked in the parking lot. Oh, it's an office park. It looks like a beautiful office park. And now it is just rubble. I mean, they have to circle one building that's kind of still standing to show you in the picture that this is the same angle and same spot. But it's just freaking like the surface of the moon practically rubble with one kind of building standing there. Just destroying civilization. Awful. Anyway, I want to talk to Mike Lyons about that. I want to talk to him about the story we did earlier about is China ahead of us now? If we had to go to war with them, are we ready for, is the United States ready for a great power conflict when it comes to actual war? And also want to talk to him. I don't know if I want to do this tomorrow or save it for next week, but we're coming up on the 20-year anniversary of the invasion of Iraq in 2003. And I would be interested in what his take is 20 years later on good idea, bad idea, or good idea, but poor execution, all that sort of stuff. We're trying to line up this guy, uh, Eli Lake. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's a writer for a bunch of different conservative-ish publications, but he's got a great podcast out 20 years later on the Iraq war where he makes a bunch of arguments that it was absolutely worth it for us, the United States, and, of course, for the Iraqis. But we'll get more into that next week, which also reminds me that we've been on the air in San Francisco for 20 years now. We were we were going on the air in San Francisco. Uh, I think it was going to happen in the summer. But when the Iraq war began in March of 2003, they decided to get us on the air right away so we could uh, be talking about that. But, uh, thanks to any of you or all of you that have listened from then or continue to listen in uh, San Francisco on KSFO. That's absolutely fantastic. There's already an Elvis of Throats now presenting Armstrong and Getty. It's called throat singing. I need to learn how to do that so I can do it at parties and whatnot. Maybe busk, you know, stand out there with a, a hat. Do it on the corner, see if some people throw some change in there to get me to stop. Here's a final thought from Michelangelo, the board operator. I need a heating pad, and I need a heating pad bad. So I, what happened to you? You have been limping around. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been doing the show in pain. I uh, just... I was in bed and I went to get up and I got up really quickly. I heard something and I like twisted and suddenly there's shooting pain in my back. You think it's a musculature yeah, thing? Yeah, it's a pulled muscle. Not a, a bone thing? No, no, but it hurts. So I got to get a heating pad and get in the shower and take some aspirin and all that. The complicated and amazing human back that can start hurting just out of nowhere and just be practically debilitating at any point in your life, practically at any age. And then also, just go away out of nowhere yeah. the same way. My final thought. Today marks the 40th anniversary of Reagan's evil empire speech. If you're old enough to remember that, where he talked about how murderous Soviet Marxism was, denying objective truth, crushing human freedom, denying God. And at this point, historians think it was absolutely the right thing for Reagan to do. At the time, though, very controversial. What if you provoke him? Same sort of conversations we're having around Putin today. Oddly enough, Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. If you want to know anything about the show, buy any stuff, email us or whatever. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America. What this community needs now are... Armstrong and Getty. We just dreamed a beautiful dream, and this is our dream. You think no. you're smart? You think you're funny? No, you're, you're not. You think you're funny. Are you sh-
No, 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 no. We need to unleash the unleash the fury. It, it sounds simple. Come on. Oof. And this is what really pisses me off. Get out of here, you moron. <laughs> That's insane. It's 100 on the crazy meter. That was really cool for me. Okay. <laughs> Thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.